Welcome, everyone. You are listening to another episode of the Long Overdue Podcast, a production of the Decatur Public Library in Decatur, Texas. So let me start by saying I feel like crap and my throat hurts. So you sound I'll a little contribute what I can. Anyway, once mm-hmm. sometimes I cough. Okay. It's well, I have a thing. I have a tea that's specifically for colds. Oh, so fine. Okay. You mind? It's not the the miracle tea that I bought my mom. That's at home. All right, but no I'll check this miracle tea for it's you. It's not quite a miracle. <laughs> but but you're not a help. doctor either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Dr. Denise said that it's a miracle tea, so. Fake, fake doctor. <laughs> fake doctor. <Denise. laughs> Whatever. Fake doctor. I guess we're ready. So, I just. What? I. I uh, I was I was listening to some some YouTube videos. You were listening to YouTube videos, watching some YouTube videos, and listening to them. <laughs> yes, but the list the listening was the listen- Im- was important, and and I you know I led I was following the YouTubes uh-huh. to an extent or whatever, and I discovered that that ASMR is a genre. Did y'all know about this? No. ASMR. What is that? It's like, it's like videos that mm-hmm. just make, they're just, the you know, they, there's people talking sometimes, but mm-hmm. they're also making like sound effects and things. Or like the chewing, that you just yeah. watch them chew. Yeah, and it's just. Yes, it, and it's, it's the supposed, sound. It's supposed to trigger the tingles or whatever. Like the like the tingles you get on your scalp and your skin whenever you hear a certain sound. Yes. Like, like in a bad, irritating skin. Scratch the chalkboard kind of way. I don't think so. I think it's supposed to be pleasant. Huh? But there's a whole there's it's a whole genre. I did not know this. So is this like the listening to babies laugh kind. Maybe <sighs> that is so much better than what I'm imagining. So, <laughs> so Zach showed me these things, these videos of people chewing, feel about and that's laughing. like all they do. It's like you watch them yeah. eat. Well, some of them were that, and you know yeah. they were like eating sounds, and I'm like, really that. That does it for some people. I, I hate that. That's crazy. It's that horrible. Weird? But yes, you can watch that on videos, on Ew. YouTube videos. But I was that you can pretty much watch anything. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, probably. Well, yeah. they they have their their restrictions are are tightening, like with on YouTube. On yeah. YouTube, but oh, online. Yeah, let it, we won't even go there. There's stuff <laughs> out there. <laughs> but on YouTube, yes, they've. I, 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 you know, as as much crap as they give people, the, the YouTube's are pretty. They're decent, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I discovered this was a thing because I was listening to a YouTuber talk about um, about gaming, which is one of the games I'm gonna talk about in our our things. And some, I, I was like, I was like, man, that there's something about the voice was like this is just really pleasant. And somebody in the comments was like. I was like, is this a review video or an ASMR? And I was like, hmm, okay. So I went and looked that up. And so, what does ASMR stand for? It stands for something about like auditory, sensory, something manipulation, mental. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't remember the acronym. But uh, as I was beginning a recording and 
listening to myself on these earphones, <laughs> I started thinking that maybe, maybe I could be an ASMR do the long overdue podcast ASMR. And it's like I, I was watching somebody that deliberately did that, and it was very you know they talked really quiet. Mm-hmm. They were very deliberate about the way that they spoke, and they and then they would get their little coffee cup and be like. Okay, it stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, which is the technical term for that tingly feeling. But yeah, and then there was ones that are like eating, and there was ones like fried chicken rubbing together. What? Yeah. What? And uh, what? Things like that. Sounds like weird fetish. (laughs) What? I that's that's where I thought this was going to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, it's like. The weird fetish stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, I don't know. I was like, is this like borderline inappropriate? Or yeah. Is it? I guess it depends on who's watching it, I guess. Well, according to Urban Dictionary, the definition is that it says the sole purpose of ASMR is to relax people. Relax people. Yeah. That was the impression I was getting is I was like, somehow this, whatever these different sounds are. It triggers relaxation. Gentle whispering. For, yeah. Relaxing hand movement. Let me just say. Smacking of the lips. That doesn't fit those other things, no. in my opinion. That Alicia Keys and scratching uh, commercial. Surfaces. The beer commercial. <coughs> where she's whispering and she talks about the beer and she pours it. Mm-hmm. I hate that commercial. <laughs> Gosh, it drives me insane. I think it's supposed to be ASMR. I think it might be now I, that we're talking that about we this. Now about it. Dang, this could be oh. a whole episode. It could, it could. Dang. I'm sorry to di- that I digressed so much before we even start, but uh-huh. it just, as I was <laughs> yeah. getting ready to start, it reminded me of the genre that I discovered over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have fun editing that, Denise. Yeah. That's all Thanks. recorded. Yeah. I'm going to leave that in there just for... Oh. Because you're a fake doctor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, I guess we'll get this started for real now. Are you all ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ready, Who, Santa? Do you, do you, uh, <laughs> I, I am Chris, and I'm here with Denise. Hi. Dawn. Hello. And our intrepid leader, Pat. Hello. <laughs> wow, intrepid. I guess that's the no uh, good idea. term for that. I don't know. Wow, I'll try to live up to try that. Try to live up to it. Um, yes, we're all here, and we are seeing things in 2020 today uh, uh, because we are talking about what we are looking forward to in the new year. That includes books, obviously. Obviously. But other things because new year, new stuff. Yeah. Lots of things to to look forward to, right? I guess so. I mean, I can think of a few things, but... Yeah. So, who's got the best thing they want to start with? Well, I got a thing that I thought was really interesting. So, I went to this website called shereads.com, and they had a list of books coming out in 2020, and one of them just really caught my eye. It's called Darling Rose Gold by Stephanie Roble. And the premise is that Rose Gold Watts, that's really her name, Rose Gold, 
finds out when about the time she turns 18 that she is not seriously ill. She is not allergic to everything. She does not have to be in a wheelchair. She does not have to spend her life at the hospital as she has done for the past 18 years because her mother has that whatever the syndrome is where you want people to... Munchausen by yes. proxy. yes. Is this a fictional novel or is this? This a- is a novel. Uh-huh. Yes, I'm guessing but- this is based on that whole Gypsy Rose. Thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Okay. Because uh-huh. that's what I was th- thinking of when you were describing that. So that's where the book starts. Mm-hmm. The mom spends five years in prison, and when she gets out, she has nowhere to go except to go live with her daughter Rose Gold, and that's where the book goes. Is this relationship between the mother and daughter and the daughter is independent and learning to live her life and the mom is still delusional. And so anyway, I just thought that was really, really an interesting premise to pick up at that point Mm -hmm. and and go from there. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah. I just thought that was an interesting looking one. I'm looking forward to that. And it is coming out in March oh. of 2020. So, yeah, we'll be looking forward to that one. So are we talking just books or everything? Movies? Everything. Whatever you want to talk about. So, What are uh, you looking forward to in 2020? Well, I was looking at some of the movies and I saw this untitled Rick Grimes Walking Dead movie. Hmm. And so I went to the trailer because I'm like, that's awesome. Uh-huh. There's, a, there's a trailer for an untitled movie. I'm yeah. sure there's a little Walking Dead. It's, well, it's Walking Dead. Yeah. Oh. But so you go to the trailer, mm-hmm. it's 29 seconds uh. <laughs> of nothing. Yeah, is it just Rick Grimes putting on his hat? <laughs> no. It doesn't even have Rick Grimes in it. There's nobody in it. Well. It's just a city scene with a helicopter. <laughs> flying in and then the walking dead comes up the logo whatever and then the music starts so it's going to be like post-apocalyptic oh wait it was already that yeah so what (laughs) what the heck they're gonna pick up where he left off in the shows oh okay so because he kind of like did he die because the shows rescue him no. No, but this character's out. Yes. yes. I gotcha. Yeah. I'm surprised that the show is continuing on without him. Yeah. But I think the I ratings know. have dropped, and I think that's why they're trying to kind of reboot. Well, I think this was always in the works. Like, he was going to leave the show, and they were going to do a movie with him. Like, that was always the plan. Oh, that's not kind of what I was, I understood. But anyway, that's interesting. Because they said it was going to be a trilogy. Yeah, because I remember when they announced that he left, uh-huh. they were talking about. Like, he wasn't actually... Like, he was leaving the show. Yeah. But they were still going to do stuff with him. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe they hadn't, like, finalized what it was. Like, if yeah. it was going to be movies or mm-hmm. or what. But. So, anyway, that caught my eye. I thought that might be something interesting to go watch. Because we mm-hmm. did watch most of The Walking Dead towards the end. I think we kind of tapered off. I don't mm. know if we've watched the last parts mm-hmm. of it. Anyway. Good. I haven't kept up. I watched like the first season and then mm-hmm. that was it. So much for loyalty, huh? <laughs> yeah. I think it's because it diverged so much from the from the comic. graphic novel, mm. right? Yeah. Which I never read, so it was awesome. 
Huh. Well, there's no more Game of Thrones to look forward to, right? No. Unless well, they do one of those spinoff series that they, they Well, they were going to do that prequel, and I think that's dead in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it still gets a lot of press time, which is interesting because it's not happening, mm-hmm. but it still gets press. So, I don't know. And that's what they call development hell. <laughs> like, that's a real thing that they yeah. refer to in the industry. It's like... It's like I or I guess we're still talking about that thing you're not doing. Like mm-hmm. in or I would I would say it's almost more like development purgatory because yeah. some things eventually <laughs> come out like right. like they you know they talked about Jurassic Park 4 for years and years and years and everybody's like oh that's never going to happen and then right. they came out with Jurassic World. Mhm. So. Hmm. <laughs> that's true. Speaking of things that weren't aren't going to come out or weren't going to come out or whatever. I remember when the Resident Evil 2 remake came out last year mm-hmm. and it was so incredibly awesome and a wonderful experience. And I was like, oh my gosh, what if they did this with Resident Evil 3? And so I went and looked up stuff about it. Mm-hmm. And one of the main developers or something said, was quoted as saying, like, it's never going to happen. Like, we're not mm-hmm. going to do that. And a year later, guess what's coming guess out? Guess what's coming out in 2020? Yeah. <laughs> the Resident Evil 3 remake. <laughs> I think That's this is crazy. a year for remakes or yeah. kind of continuations of some older right. ones. Because I think that's been happening for for some time now. Remakes, reboots. Because there's um, kind of stuff. Ghostbusters, Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Ghostbusters. Um, oh, my goodness. Those Indiana Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford, yeah, he's still playing in it. He's still gonna. His, oh yeah, they said this will probably be his last in that series. That's what he said last time, though. Mm-hmm. Oh well, but, but he's he also twenty twenty one entitled Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones series with that last movie. No, well, I don't that's true. So. <laughs> like, the next one going to be better. <laughs> no, <laughs> better be <laughs> more, more aliens. <laughs> oh my goodness, really. But he's also in another movie, The Call of the Wild, that is coming out this year. Hmm. Hmm. So actually, Harrison Ford, the Indiana Jones thing, it's not coming out this year. They're going to start filming it in April 2020. And it's going to come out in 2021. Right. And where is... Well, we don't have a new Star Wars movie after this to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> the, one of the things I heard was that they were going to be taking a break. That's probably good. Yeah. Get some fresh ideas before they pick it up again and go crazy. We don't have a new X Men thing coming up either, do we? I think that our Marvel stuff's kind of on hiatus as well, isn't mm. it? I mean, well, they I thought did there the, was a Black Widow. There's oh, the a Black, Black Widow, Widow movie, movie coming. Is it coming out in 2020? The New Mutants. Five young mutants just discovering their abilities while held in a secret facility against their will fight to escape their past sins and save themselves. And one of the mutants is Maisie Williams mm-hmm. from um, Game of Thrones. Antonio Banderas is in it. Mm. It's a guy named Happy Anderson who looks anything but. <laughs> but it doesn't seem to be attached to any other... Well. Other thing you know wonder woman 1984 oh yeah yeah. right yeah yeah that's right i i heard that i don't i don't know what the chronology chronology Uh of the the film is like what happens or how it ties back to any of the other stuff 
But I heard that Steve was in the trailer. Uh-huh. He is. Is he alive Steve's again? always back. Steve is always there. He is? Yeah. This is going to be like... I doubt he's back So is it Chris dead. Pine? Oh, yeah. I think this is going to be one of those, like... My grandson looks an awful lot like me when I was young. Oh, uh, okay. So, oh, is he okay. going to be named Steve? I'm pretty sure he's going to be named Steve, yeah. I think he's always named Steve. Huh, okay. Mm. Wonder Woman lore, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. I did, I did not know this. But... I, was just, I don't know what you were expecting. I was just having <laughs> memories about that Captain America theory that I was like... Mm. Which Captain America theory? The one about him and and Sharon Carter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not not coming to you in 2020. <laughs> the explanation for, of that. For clearing that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard a lot of things like that. You know, so, they, they talked about... Since we're on the Marvel stuff yeah. and superheroes, they talked about you know how they were going to merge the the X Men and the Marvel MCU. Mm-hmm. Like they had come to an agreement and they were going to use the whole time manipulation mm-hmm. thing to kind of mm-hmm. merge the two worlds together in a way that made sense. I thought and they were it, using the like alternate universe. Yeah. Well, whatever happened with the Infinity Stones. And like the different branching universes or something mm-hmm. like that, and that there was going to be like a. Oh, see, and I thought it was the whole um, Spider-Man thing when they were talked about mm-hmm. alternate universes. That that's how they would bring yeah the X-Men. And I think that was going to be the start of and, it, or something. But anyway, then I heard that they like rescinded their agreement, and now that's not going to happen, and so it's all just kind of ambiguous and amorphous right now does sony still own x-men i think so then that's probably why i mean the whole thing with spider-man yeah i heard they were like they were gonna take their spider-man back too like Mm -hmm. no you can't have that they were still there they were and they weren't budging they wanted they wanted more of the marvel pie and marvel was like no it's my pie (laughs) (laughs) disney whatever (laughs) no i mean like that's i mean uh, because I, mean, I don't know the Marvel uni- extended universe, mm-hmm. but I can definitely see Disney being like, "Oh yeah, no, they were. They're, they're definitely they not going to give anything up. Yeah, they all they just buy stuff." From what I read, though, uh, Tom Holland had a few drinks and decided to make a drunk call and was crying and begging, and they they were like, "Okay, all right," and they gave him what he wanted, like with the new movie, or. For him to be back in the MCU. Oh. Wow. Yeah, look it up. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't follow this stuff really closely, but I just, I see headlines and I'm like, oh, that's really all I need to know. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to. And so you missed the, the headline where Tom Holland yep, made a drunk miss, call and cried? That, <laughs> yep, I missed that headline. I must not have been on the internets that day. <laughs> okay. So here's an interesting thing about the Wonder Woman movie. Pedro Pascal is in it. Yay! And he was in the 2011 TV movie with Adrian Pelkey as as Wonder Woman. There was a 2011 TV, TV movie of Wonder Woman, which I didn't even know about. Hmm. But well, yeah. they tried to bring back the show. Like right. they tried to do a Wonder Woman show. That might have been like the pretense, the mm-hmm. the pilot. 
really. Yeah. Essentially, even though it was a movie length. That might have been it. Hmm. Carrie Russell and Nathan Fillion were voices for the Wonder Woman 2009. Golly. Completely off the subject. I know. <laughs> but okay. What else we got coming in 2020? Has anyone seen the trailers for that Gretel and Hansel? Yes. I just watched it. Yeah, that looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, a little creepy. It looks very, very creepy. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, I want to see that. So what's the premise here? Hansel and Gretel. Well, yeah, but <laughs> how is it different from the Jeremy Renner and... Um, pretty sure this is more this grim fairy tale. It's a straight-up horror. Yeah. Not not like an action, like... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Horror. And I think, yeah, and I think they're focusing more on Gretel. Yes, because it's called Gretel and Hansel. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. But, so the little girl from It plays... Gretel, and I don't remember who was the witch. Holda, Alice Griega. Ah, yep. So I'm thinking of someone else. But yes. So these are kids. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's different too. Well, because in that one with Jeremy Renner, like they were adults. They were adults. It was. It was Hansel and Gretel, adults hunting witches. Hunt witch hunters, yeah. yeah. Oh. After they had. Had their experience, and they found out that they were really good at killing witches, and gotcha. so then they made a career out of it. Yes, I, I think you remember Play that. to your strengths. Yep. That's all you can do. And right, Denise? <laughs> <laughs> but they, um, yeah, it was very much about empowering them, and they had, you know, lots of skills and abilities, and, and of course, that's not what horror is about. So this next one looks like they're going to be going to be children again and it's going to be very scary well according to the director it's it's supposed to be more of a coming of age story mm-hmm. Gretel is more like 16 and Hansel is 8 yeah she was that old in the trailer wow she didn't look that old wow yeah. I was thinking if he was eight, she might have been maybe 12. Oh, <laughs> I think she actually looks like a real 16-year-old and not Hollywood 16-year-old. Yeah, year that's mm-hmm. true. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you have 25-year-olds playing 16-year-olds. Yes. Is, yeah. That's true. Creepy. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> Just leave it there. Right. <laughs> okay. Speaking of horror movies coming out in 2020, have you seen any of the trailers for... Uh, Antlers. Because uh, me and Jessica were watching movie trailers and a bunch of just horror ones mm-hmm. came up and she's like, Why, what is all, what, up with all these scary movies coming out? <laughs> Halloween has got a new one. Yeah. Really? Really? Like in the, the Michael Myers mm-hmm. Halloween? Wow. Yes. It's called Halloween Kills. Yep. Cool. But yeah, Antlers looks interesting and i think that it's i'm I'm not sure what's going on by judging by the trailer but it seems like there is some kind of a supernatural or mm-hmm. creature going on and my first guess that it was that it was going to be related to uh the the wendigo myths well apparently it was based on 
um, a short story called The Quiet Boy. Oh, okay. Which was published in Guernica. It was produced by Gilmer del Toro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the other thing. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be good. Looks creepy. Harry Russell, isn't it? Oh, and there's a character named Evie. <laughs> Inside thing. Mm-hmm. So where is that coming out in the fall? I think April seventeenth. Yeah. Oh, okay. <coughs> hmm. Yeah, some kind of creature escapes from its confines to wreak bloody havoc in a small Oregon town. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. So we've got the new Bond movie coming out. Yeah, I saw Daniel the trailer Craig's for that. last one. That's going to be his last one? That's what he said. For real? He said it's been harder and harder to be fit enough mm-hmm. to do the role, and so he's been using a lot of doubles for action stuff yeah. that he doesn't like to do. Uh-huh. So he said this is going to be the last one. Um, got Remy Malik in it? Huh. It's uh, No Time to Die. No Time to Die, yeah. right. And it's coming out April, theoretically. But yeah, Rami Malek is in it. Um, Christoph Waltz is coming back as Blofeld. And all the, the you know, the MI6 people. Mm-hmm. Rafe Fiennes and Ben Wishaw and Naomi Harris. And Jeffrey Wright is back as Felix Leiter, the FBI, I mean, CIA guy. Um, And apparently he's the, so the story is Bond has left active service, but then Felix Leiter calls him up and says, hey, I'm in trouble, I need your help. So comes back to take care of that. Huh. Yeah. Has anybody seen the trailer for Tenet? For what? No. Tenet? Tenet. Yeah, it's uh, Christopher Nolan's new new film. Hmm. It's got Robert Pattinson. That's the one with Robert Pattinson. The plot is currently unknown. (laughs) Cool. The project is described as an action epic revolving around international espionage, time travel, and evolution. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, this is the one John David Washington is doing. Uh I read about this the other day and thought, yeah, we had just talked about Black Klansman, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's the one he was in, we were talking about. Hmm. Well, I saw the trailer for, uh, oh, there it is. I see it right now, Free Man Mm -hmm. with Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Have you, have you heard anything about that? Mm-mm. Oh, it's Free Guy. Is it Free Guy? Yeah. It looks like he's pretending to be Superman. Free Free Guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Free Guy. So, so anyway, it's, as a gamer, this is significant to me because he's like a character in a video game. Oh. And like the, the trailer. Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The trailer was hilarious because he's just like doing his thing. You know, going through town and there's like people going, you know, 
there's like flying through the air and explosions going off and gunshots and somebody run by, runs by and just like punches him and he just keeps on going and he's like talking to the security guard while they're robbing the bank and he's like don't you ever get tired of just every day like doing mm-hmm. this you know getting getting robbed getting shot at getting you know blown up or whatever he's like i think i'm gonna do something different today <laughs> so he goes and like and confronts the bank robber and finds out that he can like he can like obliterate people or whatever. He just goes, mm. oh. like, sends him flying against the wall, and so he becomes a hero in this video game. <laughs> hmm. It it looks like a fun movie. I would definitely well, see it. From what I'm reading, is that he's a background character in an open world video game called Free City that will soon go offline. So you must realize that. It's the Lego movie all over again. Is it? I, I never saw the Lego movie. <laughs> what? No. Oh, my god! But it's got uh, Jodie Comer and Joe Keery along with Ryan Reynolds. So. so let me just say, there's a new TV show starting. I can't remember where it's starting. But you know how they like, just grasp at straws, mm-hmm. you know, for TV shows. Well, this one is called Lego Masters. And it's people building Lego things with Legos. And and um, Will Arnett is the host because he was Batman uh-huh. on the Lego movie. So, and this is a reality show about Yeah, this is real, real people with Legos. And like the trailer I saw was just stupid, stupid. I think it's on Fox because we accidentally watched the masked singer last night oh yeah accidentally well it was just you know the football game was over and we didn't change the channel and we were lazy and there it was Mm -hmm. and and it was the end of the season and they were revealing who (laughs) the big winner was spoiler it was wayne brady Uh, which was really fun Mm -hmm. and what what does what was he dressed like um fox a fox steampunk fox Mm -hmm. it was very interesting really interesting outfit yeah if you if you've watched if you've seen the the hulu commercial with chrissy teigen you know what she's talking about there's a someone in a steampunk fox outfit Mm -hmm. she's having like a party at her house and he knocks into like he knocks into her and she drops all the um the food that she had on her tray Mm -hmm. and the host from The Bachelor is there, and he's all like, "Chrissy, will you accept these paper towels?" <laughs> and, and then you like see her, see both of them sitting like in front of a camera, like they're about to talk, like you know, like in reality shows when they have their mm-hmm. little confessional things. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there, and he looks over, and Chrissy's like eating food. He's all like, "Weren't those on the floor?" And she's like, mm, mm-hmm, "Yeah." <laughs> I'm like, "I love Chrissy Teigen." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let me talk about another book that I thought was really interesting. Oh, okay, back to books. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, so Emily St. John Mandel, um, who wrote Station Eleven, which mm-hmm. is kind of a post-apocalyptic thing. So there's two things related to her. One is she's got a new book coming out. It's called The Glass Hotel. Sorry, I lost my thing. Um, so this is... So the description I see says it's the glittering intersection of two seemingly disparate events, a massive Ponzi scheme collapse and the mysterious disappearance of a woman from a ship at sea. 
So Vincent apparently is a girl who is a bartender at a an island hotel, and she meets this guy who um, is the owner of the hotel, investment manager. Overnight, somebody scrawls on the wall, why don't you swallow broken glass? And it's really aimed at him, but somebody else reads it and thinks it's about them, and then it gets cleaned up. So this guy, the guy it's really about, never even sees it. And then he and the bartender end up getting married, like, Within the year, they are they oh. are married to each other, and then the he's running a Ponzi scheme in Manhattan, but it's got international reach. You know, people all over, and all kinds of people. He's got a Saudi prince on his books. He's got an artist who who has turned over her entire life savings. He's got retirement funds from this person, that person, including the person who was at the hotel who thought the why don't you swallow broken glass message was for him, a shipping magnet. Hmm. Crisis and survival is what it's all about. But anyway, I liked her book before. Mm -hmm. This is very different. Yeah. But I just thought I, I enjoyed her reading. I mean, her reading, her writing. I don't know what her reading's like. I don't know anything about that. But then, as I was reading about new books, there was one that reminded me of Station Eleven, not by her. It's called A Beginning at the End by Mike Chen, and it's post-apocalyptic. About 70% of the population is dead from some disease. Um, and the story, instead of being more about how civilization comes back, it focuses really narrowly on three survivors, mm -hmm. and one of them has a daughter who runs away. And so the the story is about these three survivors who are who are tracking her and trying to find her and and all that while around them civilization is trying to you know rebuild. Mm -hmm. So anyway, hmm. yeah, that looked really good, and I thought of her and then saw that she's got the new book coming out too. So. Yeah, it's been a while. Lots of yeah, it has. She's written anything? I think Station Eleven was twenty fifteen. Yeah. Fourteen. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, cool. That's what I got. All right, I'm going back to movies. Okay. <laughs> Since books are boring and we don't care. No, I've got my list here of books, too. And you mentioned the one that I was looking at, too, as far as, um, what was it called? The Glass Hotel. The Glass Hotel, okay. Yeah. Um, but Coming to America, <laughs> which you never would have thought would have a sequel mm -hmm. um but eddie murphy's going to be in it will smith arsenio hall martin lawrence and tracy morgan so i think mm. it's going to be funny yeah the, the first one had it you know i don't think the whole thing was like hysterical but it had its its funny points um but we saw uh eddie murphy on saturday night live this last weekend mm. did y'all see that mm -mm. it was so funny he of course telling jokes and he said did you ever think that you know 20, 30 years ago that um, Bill Cosby would be the one in jail and I would be the the dad. The, the, because he's got like America's 10 kids. Dad. America's dad. <laughs> oh, how funny. <laughs> no, nope, no one can me call up. that. Yeah. But I mean, I, I like Eddie Murphy. He's very funny and I'm glad that he's back yeah. doing stuff again. Mm -hmm. 
So isn't the new, the live action Mulan coming out this year? Mm -hmm. Yes, I saw that too. (laughs) And the um, Little Mermaid. Oh, really? Hmm. Is that actually finally coming out? Because that's gone through a lot. Yes, it has. Well, I I think it is. I didn't click on it to see the trailer. They finally got a cast and all that. Disney's Little Mermaid. A G.I. Joe's coming out, too. G.I. Joe 3, is that correct? <laughs> They're Probably. making another one of those? Yes. Okay, this is the the Little Mermaid, the computer-generated and live-action remake. That's that's part of the problem, right? Um, it's, it's gone through different directors. And and, well, because first, stuff. Sofia Coppola was going to direct it, and then... Uh, she wanted to stick a little more to the actual fairy tale, and yeah. Disney was like, uh-uh. And so she was like, well, I'm going to bounce. And so it went through a couple of different rewrites and director choices, and and they finally got a cast. And So Aquafina's in it as mm-hmm. Scuttle, and Jacob Tremblay as Flounder. Really? That's weird. <laughs> so it says that um, filming and production is rumored to start in April 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so according to IMDb, little trivia stuff, because of course there's nothing to talk about with this movie yet. Right. Lindsay Lohan and Chris Evans expressed interest in playing Ariel and Prince Eric. Lohan even wanted Meryl Streep as Ursula. Hmm. because you know people totally care what Lindsay Lohan yeah exactly (laughs) Lizzo should have been Ursula well right now Melissa McCarthy is rumored to be Mm -hmm. but there's nothing confirmed and Javier Bardem as Mm -hmm. King Triton David Diggs Sebastian again rumored Man, that's really sad. Huh. Yeah, and this movie's been in production for years. Right. It's, it's in development hell. Yep. <laughs> People keep bailing. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Hmm. So I was, I'm getting back on, on the Resident Evil okay. thing. Because remember when we were talking about the Resident Evil Netflix series? Uh-huh. Yeah, so I, I just went to double check. and The expected release date, according to this article, is late 2020 or early 2021. Okay, so, so we might get it So we year. might have a Resident Evil Netflix series at the end of 2020. It's got to be better than all those movies they did. Oh, yeah. That, that's not hard. No. <laughs> so we were talking about this book earlier. Um about Jenny Offhill's new book called Weather. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking forward to that because I love Jenny Offhill. She wrote Department of Speculation, which I know both of you hated, but that's okay because <laughs> I loved it. It was very odd. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just say that. Lizzie Benson slid into her job as a librarian without a traditional degree, but this gives her a vantage point from which to practice her other calling. She is a fake shrink. Which <laughs> I'm just like, I think this is... I think I should... This is going to be a model for my life. Uh, For years, she has tended to her God-haunted mother and her recovering addict brother. 
They have both stabilized for the moment, but Lizzie has little chance to spend her new free time with husband and son before her old mentor, Sylvia Liller, makes a proposal. She's become famous for her podcast, Hell in High Water, and wants to hire Lizzie to answer the mail she receives. I'm like, that sounds cool. From left-wingers worried about climate change and right-wingers worried about the decline of Western civilization. (laughs) So her brother becomes a father. Sylvia recluse. Lizzie is forced to address the limits of her own experience. But still, she tries to save everyone using everything she's learned about empathy and despair, conscience and collusion from her years of wandering the library stacks. (laughs) She just learns it by osmosis walking through. (laughs) All right. Hmm. Well, I'm thinking it's a lot like what we do when we shelve. Right. We're shelving and we're like, what's this? That's interesting. And then we're looking at it. And, we're like, and, then, oh. look at it. and then I'm going to have to check this out. And then you come back with books that you were supposed to put on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> so The Conference of the Birds is mm. going to be the fifth novel of the Miss Peregrine's oh. Peculiar Children. Oh. I've not read any of those. I could have sworn you just said kill your children. Yes, that's what I thought she said too. Uh, oh, but then I had to translate it to peculiar yes, children. Yes, sorry. I was like, All right, I was like no. you heard that too. Yes. Okay. All right. Miss Peregrine's kill your children. Just, just since we're on the record, I did not hear that. I don't know what you were saying. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you also have headphones that is directly. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Wow. I'm just like, uh. Sorry. So that is coming out in January, actually, 2020. Oh. So right. have, I haven't read any of that series. I probably I should. I read the first one and I mm-hmm. watched the movie. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah. It was not as creepy as I thought it was mm-hmm. going to be. Hmm. I read the first one and then I was like, ew, gross. And so then I stopped. Ew, gross? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. All right, so I might have to read this to see why you guys... <laughs> why I was like, you gross? Yeah. I think you know why I was all Yeah, I'm gross. pretty sure I can yeah. tell. I know I know what makes her react that way. So <laughs> I can only imagine. So then I was like, I'm, I'm done here. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll just throw out that... Chris Pajelian has a new book coming out, The Red Lotus, which, again, is not my typical happy yeah. ending kind of person, but I really enjoy his writing, <laughs> and I like his characters, so we'll see. I don't know anything more about it. I haven't read anything about it, but I know it's coming out next year. <clears throat> and Brandon Sanderson has number four of the Stormlight Archives coming out. Mm. Number four? Number four. I'm surprised. That he <laughs> Those so books are, are huge. He needs yes, four of them. Oh, he's he won't be through at number four. It's going on. But, yeah. Are they gonna, are huge. Are you going to reread them all again? No. To, to get- I, I gave up on that about number nine of The Wheel of Time with Robert Jordan, and I decided I don't need to do that. Yeah. Um, Typically, I find that there's enough in the in the new book that will get me centered again on where we left off. And if I don't know it, I don't need to know. Yeah. 
I used to do that no. when I had when I was reading these long series, but I just gave up. It's yeah. too much trouble. Well, in in series like that, there's They're definitely so something to be long. said for the the recap. Right. Like a lot of times, that's annoying. It's like I just read the first book. Why do I need? But yeah, for people that are following along as they're released well and they're so far in between yeah it, it just seems like you know and especially for somebody who reads a lot like me like i do i have no idea what i read last week mm-hmm. right you know let alone three years ago mm-hmm. I, yeah. I have no yeah. idea but if there's a recap in the in the new book which there will be it'll it'll jog my memory and i'll remember where we are and that's what you need to keep better journals for. I you know. You can just write down all the stuff that happens, and then you can... All the stuff that happens. Just read your notes, and you don't have to read the book. Right. So it's a thousand-page book. You're going to have, like, 80 pages dedicated to notes. Right. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll, it'll be just like homework. I That's love awful. homework. <laughs> so, I was looking at... Book page, which is a free magazine that we have here at the library. Yes, it is. And it is very Monthly. Yes, it is very neat. And you can get a copy you to can. take home with you. Yeah. And write in it like I did. Yeah. I wrote all kinds of notes here. But there's a book called The Regrets by Amy Amy Bonafons coming out in February. Mm-hmm. And so this sounds super weird. Super weird. For weeks, Rachel has been noticing the same golden-haired young man sitting at her Brooklyn bus stop, staring off with a melancholy air. When one day, she finally musters the courage to introduce herself, the chemistry between them is undeniable. Thomas is wise, witty, handsome, mysterious, clearly a kindred spirit. There's just one tiny problem. Oh, yeah. He's dead. Uh, Yay! (laughs) (laughs) You thought he was going to be married. <laughs> yeah. But nope. He's dead. He's dead. That's, That's even awesome. more complicated. <laughs> Stuck in a surreal limbo governed by bureaucracy, Thomas is unable to cross over to the afterlife until he completes a 90-day stint on Earth, during which time he is forbidden to get involved with a member of the living, lest he incur regrets. When Thomas and Rachel break this rule, they unleash a cascade of bizarre, troubling consequences. And I'm like, so ghosts are the new mer creatures. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Was that just last year? Mm-hmm. That was. That every book, every uh-huh. other book you turned over was about mer creatures. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> But yes, the cover is really interesting, and, I, and it, it, it didn't have a little blurb. It was just you know editor's note, and so I was like, "What is that?" Then I read it, like read the little blurb, and I was like, "That sounds super weird, super weird." Huh. I made a couple of other notes here about some other books, but. They're not things I'm looking forward to. (laughs) (laughs) So there. Are they notes that say I'm not reading this? Well, yeah, like right next to American Dirt by Janine Cummins, my note says, sounds like garbage. Oh, (laughs) well. Harsh. Well, it sounded like garbage. So this (laughs) issue, this issue is all debut authors, right? This is, uh, yes. 
It sounds like it is. But there's got audio books that they recommend. But see, like, Kevin Wilson here in the audio book section, nothing to see here, which sounds pretty interesting as well. Um, he wrote The Family Fang. Mm. And I really enjoyed that book. That was, And it was turned into a movie with Jason Bateman and Nicole Kidman. Oh, okay. And Christopher Walken. Mm. That was pretty interesting. The book was really good. I really liked it. So I'm kind of interested to see him what. Nothing to see. It also sounds really weird. Yeah? Yeah. Lillian leaps at the chance to help her former best friend Madison despite past betrayals. Madison is married to a wealthy... Tennessee senator, and when his ex-wife dies, he takes in their two children. But the thing is, these kids burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> Lillian drops everything to become their governess and help Madison raise these weird fire children. Like they're just walking around on fire all the time? I don't, it says they burst into flames. So I'm guessing they look like normal children until they're in flames. But then they can... But then they're not in Put plans, themselves I out. I don't know. Or do they burn up? That would stink. No, if they're continuing to take care of them, then I imagine that they're unharmed they continue by to live. the flames. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Sounds weird. That would complicate things. Mm-hmm. And oh. Kevin Wilson's uh. book, um, The Family Fang, was about... Um, they're adults now. But it kind of goes back and forth between their childhood and them being adults. And their parents were, like, performance artists. And so they, of course, since birth have been a part of their performance art. And so they're, of course, also very traumatized and such. And then one day their parents disappear. And it looks like foul play at a rest stop and it's just and then they have to kind of get together and try to figure it all out so for moms and dads out there magic tree house has a new book coming out what <laughs> magic tree house norwal on a sunny night <laughs> sunny night that's what it says n-i-g-h-t and then that's supposed to be coming out in January, but then it says uh, Late Lunch with Llamas will hit bookshelves in July of 2020. Oh. So two books this year. Okay. So here's a book that's coming out in April. It's called What We Carry by Maya Shambag Lang. And it's a memoir. And she um, talks about growing up with her mom, who was an accomplished physician who immigrated to the U.S. from India and did her residency, became a physician, all while raising her children, keeping home a very traditional Indian home. And then when Maya becomes a mother, suddenly her mom is distant, unavailable, just Hmm. not the kind of supportive grandmother she expected. 
And then that's when Maya finds out that her mother has Alzheimer's, has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Aww. So Maya takes on the, the daily caregiving and kind of realizes that she, even though her mom and she were really close, she never really knew her, and she doesn't know if all the family stories and all those things were real Mm -hmm. or whether they were just something she made up because she wanted them to be that way. Oh. Um, So anyway, kind of a mothers and daughters and lies and truth and caregiving and how it's hard to get to know somebody until you're an adult and you're growing up. Yeah, this one looks... Like one of those that'll be emotionally wrenching. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I've got a book I'm looking forward to. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but surprise, surprise, it's a gaming-related oh, book. No way. Yeah. Tell us about it, It Chris. is Electric Bastion Land. By Chris McDowell, he wrote a book, a very very short RPG system, mm-hmm. um, called Into the Odd. I think it was released a couple of years ago, like 2017 or maybe mm-hmm. 2016, something like that. Um, very a super simple system to run. I um, ran my first game of Into the Odd just this last Friday, okay. and it was a blast. If we are ever to do something like that on this podcast involving all of you, it'd be the system that I'd use because it only takes five minutes or less to make a character, and then you're ready to play. That's okay. it. It's been two years, Chris. I think it's time to let that dream dream go. Oh, no. I'm not saying that we, we will or we should, but I'm saying that if we did, that's what I would use. Um. By the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there to see what what happens. No, it's all it's entirely hypothetical. It's a uh, it's a uh, what's the no not not hypothetical. Um, it's rhetorical. Oh. Is what it is. It's rhetorical. <laughs> uh, but in Electric Bastion Land is a much more expanded version of the same system taking mm-hmm. place in the electric age of the world that he envisioned, and. Uh, when you create your character, not only do you roll randomly for your stats and your starting package, but then you roll randomly to see what your failed career is. <laughs> <laughs> or it's it, either that or it's based on you know what your roles were or whatever. But in any case, the roles determine what your background is. And the idea is that you have a failed career and you're 10,000 pounds in debt. Uh, pounds because it's British. Okay. Uh, uh, but you'll have to convert that to dollars for us. Just think about it, like <laughs> because I'm like I don't know how much that is. Is it a lot? It's a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so imagine you're ten thousand dollars in debt. Okay. Does that sound good? Okay. Okay. I'm no, sure it I'm doesn't sh- sound good. I'm sure. No, right. <laughs> I'm sure. That sounds awful. I'm sure it's something like that. It might be more. It might be less. I don't know. I think. <laughs> All right. So we're in debt. Yes, your your character is in debt, okay. and the idea is your only hope to to you know to get out of debt is to go on dangerous and life threatening adventures looking for treasure. 
That's it. Not get another job or anything like no. that. No, no. We're going to be treasure hunters. Yeah. Which, which is always a solid career choice. Mm-hmm. Right up there with... Spy? Fake. <laughs> fake doctor? Fake doctor. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Spy is good, too. So, I- anyway, it looks like a lot of... He got a lot of good artists involved. So, there's like a individual art for all the different careers oh, cool. that you can get. And some of them are really off the wall, like... You know, uh, you are ten thousand dollars in debt because of your excessive stamp collection. <laughs> you know, and you thought you were going to make a career off of stamp collecting or something, and or or you got you know involved in some kind of Ponzi scheme, and 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 so you're mm-hmm. trying to recover from that. Or you might be a failed animal breeder, and the kind of animals that are involved are like really off the wall, like you know, acidic slugs or. <laughs> You know, trained crocodiles or things like that. Not, not like. So it sounds like being a treasure hunter would be a natural progression from the careers. <laughs> it sounds like it's not step like up. my yeah. my career in banking failed, so I'm going to go and be a treasure hunter. It was I was already out here in the circus, <laughs> right? Or... I was already doing something very outlandish. So calling mm. treasure hunting seems like yeah, a totally okay thing to do. Some of the characters you can roll are really unusual as well. Like instead of rolling one person, you might roll a uh, a gang of urchins. Mm. Uh, you know, and 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 then your the number of hit protection or hit points that you start with determines how many people are in your little group of of urchins, and then they have to share all the equipment between them. So <laughs> so as your hit points go down, then that means like your your gang of urchins are slowly getting like knocked out or whatever. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, pretty pretty unusual, weird. My, it's my yeah. my kind of weird. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. It's supposed to be he did, he just finished the Kickstarter. It's supposed to be released in April, okay. and so I'll be running some games of Electric Bastion Land, maybe here at the library, <laughs> maybe on our program. So if you if that sounds cool to you, then definitely come check that out. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So. There's a book called The Poison Garden mm-hmm. by Alex Marwood. And this is about, there is a doomsday pepper cult in North Wales called The Ark. And then after members of The Ark are found poisoned to death, the few survivors are set loose in a world they've been taught will end at any minute. So you got characters... That were in this doomsday cult. Uh, Romy in her early 20s and pregnant is set up in her own apartment and getting therapy. But she only wants to track down her half-siblings so they can rejoin any other remaining Archeans. Archeans. So it sounds really, really interesting. It's called The Poison Garden. (coughs) The cover is really neat. Yeah. Hmm. So you got doomsday cult survivors, people still being kind of doomsday, I guess. So Veronica Roth, who wrote the Divergent series, has has a book coming out in the spring. I can't remember. Oh, April. Um, it's her first adult audience um, fantasy. And it 
kind of looks like a cross between the boys and the Incredibles. <laughs> so it's like these people aren't aren't evil, they're not manipulative, but they are former superheroes who when they were teenagers, there's five of them and when they were teenagers, they defeated the dark one and, you know, banished him or killed him or something. Mm-hmm. And now they're just having to live life and deal with all that. One of, you know, they all suffer from PTSD and one of them is having to care for aging parents and, you know, just kind of regular life. And then one of them, at the 10-year anniversary of when they defeated the Dark One, one of them um, dies of an overdose, and the others are at his funeral when they find out that perhaps things weren't what they thought they were 10 years ago. There's something about the government keeping secrets and training them up to be who, you know, whatever, Mm. and there's something about the Dark One may not really be gone and magic may not work the way they think it does in this world. And so, anyway, it's the the review I read was from Kirkus, and it said something about um, that the really best part of this is the character studies of these former mm-hmm. teenage superheroes. Um, but anyway, looks like it should be interesting. I think you'd like this one, Don. It's called The Better Liar by mm-hmm. Tannen Jones. And basically it begins in Las Vegas where Leslie goes to find her estranged sister Robin. Not because she misses her, but because their deceased father stipulated that his daughters would only receive their halves of his estate if they claimed them together. Uh. <laughs> but Robin dies of an overdose just before Leslie's arrival. Oh. So how what is, is the she name g- of this? The Better Liar. The Better Liar. This sounds really familiar. And so it's like, how is she going to get this money? Mm-hmm. So Leslie encounters a woman named Mary who looks like Robin. <gasps> and she proposes that the vivacious waitress and aspiring actress temporarily leave her cares behind, which includes a stalker ex, and poses Robin for a week so they can each claim $50,000. Hmm. So the two travel back to Albuquerque together and Mary moves into Leslie's home, which she shares with her husband and baby. It's unnerving to imagine letting a stranger just move in, which signals how desperately Leslie wants to ca- wants the cash. Mm-hmm. But why? As the days pass, the women grow more suspicious of each other. Really? You think? <laughs> right. And it says readers will enjoy trying to discern which one is the titular better liar, or perhaps which liar is the better sister. <gasps> Leslie struggles to control the proceedings while Mary courts disaster by revisiting people and places from Robin's past. The chapters alternate between three points of view and the characters' motivations converge, diverge, and threaten to explode as the story builds to an unexpected yet gratifying conclusion. Hmm. That one sounds interesting. Liars. So one that you've got on your list somewhere, I think, um, Dawn is the new Sue Monk kid called yeah. The Book of Longings. Mm-hmm. And so the premise is that it's told in first person by a woman named Anna who lives in first century Galilee. And she says, I am the wife of Jesus. Ooh. And it kind of tells her story and um, who she is and how this all happened and... 
hmm. goes on from there. So yeah, I don't know how how it it's interesting that um, there hasn't been any, as far as I know, any backlash to this. Mm-hmm. I guess it's different than saying Jesus was gay, which is the mm-hmm. Netflix TV yeah. show. Yeah, which has what more than two million people signing a petition at this point. Um, but yeah, that's the story. And Sumant Kid is established, you know, as an author. So I think it'll be a a really interesting story of the the time, anyway, certainly, and then of um, kind of what it meant to be in the inner circle with with Jesus during his ministry. Not, huh? The Followers by Megan Angelo. We talked a little bit about this oh, one. Yeah. Um, it's speculative fiction. And it is set in twenty fifteen Manhattan in a fiction and in a fictional community in twenty fifty one. Right. So followers tells of three women who are all social media influencers and reality TV megastars of their time. So, let's see, when Orla, a wannabe author who blogs about celebrity gossip, ends up with a roommate named Floss, <laughs> a shameless fame chaser, they concoct a scheme to use the public's collective obsession with famous people to their advantage. This is in 2015, when living without social media and smartphones is far more daunting for these young women than the seemingly unlikely concern of surviving without access to clean water. But then comes the spill. Bringing back long-forgotten memories of Y2K hysteria, Angela presents a future in which Apple and Instagram no longer exist. The internet as we know it is gone, but this advanced civilization nevertheless functions with self-driving cars, robots, networks, and devices. Society is still obsessed with celebrity, and Floss's daughter, Marlo, is its new star. Mm. Living in the government-created community of Constellation, where everyone is filmed 24-7, for the rest of the country's viewing pleasure and is a corporate marketing tool. Marlo begins to realize that maybe she has a choice, one that connects her back to Orla in the most surprising way. That's right. Sounds very timely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's one more. Um, it's a collection of essays, but they're very serious and, and on topic. Um, <coughs> the book is called Hood Feminism. Notes from the Women That a Movement Forgot by Mickey Kendall. Sorry. <laughs> and she writes from the premise that the feminist movement of today is very much for mainstream white heterosexual women. Mm-hmm. And that anybody else is kind of left out. If you're food insecure, if you don't have access to quality education, if you don't live in a safe neighborhood, if you don't make a living wage, if you don't have health care, you're kind of on the periphery of the whole feminist movement because mm-hmm. it's very much a movement of privilege. So that's her whole her whole premise is to to just call people to a reckoning to think about the people who are left out of what seems to be the modern feminist movement. Mm-hmm. She talks about her own experience, but then she talks about the wider culture, people of color, um, non-cisgender mm-hmm. identity. Um, 
So anyway, I just thought this one sounded really, really interesting. Yeah, it does. Like lots to think about. Mm-hmm. Hood feminism. So um, a collection of essays that I have on my list is called The Witches Are Coming by mm-hmm. Lindy West. Okay. And uh, her collection explores personal stories and pop culture through the lens of our current political reality. West has a wonderfully dry wit, and her abiding narration makes her essays even funnier. Just the way she reads the chapter title, Is Adam Sandler Funny? (laughs) Had this reviewer laughing. And she goes on to explore not only Sandler's jokes, but also their impact on a generation of men. I, by the way, happen to think that Adam Sandler is not funny. There's a couple of movies of his that I enjoy, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, I think he's an idiot. (laughs) Just... On the record. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, she describes attending a conference by Winnet Paltrow's lifestyle brand Goop, which she approaches with an open mind, allowing folks to have fun with their crystals, then points out the class disparities of the wellness industry. So I think that it sounds very interesting. And she, um, it sounds like she deals with a lot of serious topics, but in a humorous, mm-hmm. funny way, mm-hmm. which is really how I prefer these types of essays. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I think, yeah. I don't think you get that in hood feminism. No. Yes. I yeah. agree with you. Hood feminism is one of those books that I'd probably sit down and read and like read, yeah. read. Yeah. And think about and such. Wow. Lindy West sounds like I'll be laughing and then yeah. be like, oh, this is fun. That was interesting. Yeah. Something to something really to think, think about. Yeah. After I'm done laughing. What? I'm just looking. I'm curious. Do you want to look at this magazine to see if there's anything you want to read? Maybe. So in February. Well, there are multiple copies out there, Chris. You I'll, have to, to I'll have to go and take one for my own. I will take it home and I will. Sorry, Don. What were you saying? <laughs> uh, Fantasy Island. The movie is going to be coming Fantasy out. Fantasy Island, the movie? Oh, yeah. I saw the trailer Seriously? for that. Seriously? February 14th. They're going to make it more of like a horror thriller. Well, they were all creepy. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> so, yeah. I didn't very, see that, but well, then I don't look for that. So. Well, I never saw the original one, but there was a remake on ABC that they did yeah. back in, it was either the late 90s or early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I, I remember watching some of those. And you know, I understood the premise. I never got the impression that they were, they were creepy, but they always seemed to be, like at least all the characters they focused on were. It wasn't like they had this fantasy that they thought they were going to go, and get to experience on this island. But it turned out to be more of a, a learning experience. Like it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. Yeah. It was always complicated in some way. But Mr. Rourke was kind of freaky. Was he? <laughs> I mean, there were a couple times. I mean, thinking of it as a kid, right. when you're watching it, some of the things that he did, and there was, there was. I loved the show because it was all about Love Boat, and then we watched Fantasy Island. Yeah, uh-huh. and um, so I really enjoyed it. But there were some that really kind of scared me as a kid, mm-hmm. and there was one, and I, I don't remember all the details, but I just remember them being out in a boat. A small little like canoe boat and something happening and it was like that's really freaky. Hmm. So I can see how that is it, how it's going to go that way. But this yeah this one definitely I mean the, in the trailer they clearly showed that it's supposed to be wow. something else is going on and it's a thriller and mm-hmm. dangerous and stuff. I don't I don't know I think 
think it might be interesting. Yeah, I think it it might be. Hmm. That's what I was saying. It just seems like this year they're bringing back a lot, a lot of different things. Um, Scoob, animated Scooby Doo movie. It's just called Scoob. Uh huh. Oh, funny. Okay. It, it does look look kind of interesting. I mean, it's you know funny. Yeah. Um, but they talk a little bit how in the trailer as they were kids how shaggy met scooby and named him and then they met the rest of the crew and it was kind of cute another origin story Mm-hmm. but then i mean then it has them as the adults so yeah. yeah i'm not really sure how it's how it's gonna go through the movie top gun oh yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. The new Top Gun. So I was watching it and kind of reading a little bit about it, and it it makes it sound like to me that it's not really like the Top Gun movie. It's more like how you would be a really good, like the life, in the Mm. life of a Top Gun pilot, Mm -hmm. what it's really like. So I, I couldn't quite tell if it's really a movie or if it's kind of almost like a documentary is kind of how I... I think it's more movie, but I mean, I just couldn't. Really well, I know tell. that Tom Cruise is in it. Yeah. He's still he's still Maverick. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, always. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I guess all the crew actually were in the planes. Um, they had obviously somebody who knew how to fly. And so when they did all the barrel rolls and all the and it showed them in the in the plane doing it. They, yeah, they're in the. They they really were in there. They just. Yeah, they weren't really flying the plane. They were right, just exactly. Uh, so they have shots of those. That's that's kind of cool. So yeah, so guess what's supposed to really like for real, for real, for real come out this year or twenty in twenty twenty? The Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh yeah. Mm. The the set release date is March third, twenty twenty. Cool. Yeah. Wow, that's close enough that it's a real date. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because up to this point, I mean, we've been waiting for this. I don't know, waiting. Um, we've been looking, watching for yeah. the release date for mm-hmm. years, and every year it's like, oh, December thirty first of uh-huh. next year, and then you get there, and then they're like, nope, it's December thirty first of yeah, this so year. Yeah, so a release date really means nothing. It means nothing. <laughs> but now they have a real release date, and it's supposed to be March third, and I will definitely be checking it out. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of skeptical as to just how good it's really going to be. Yeah. Because it's been hyped so much. Yeah. I think it's been hyped for over a decade. Yeah. That wow. they were going to do this. And I think that by the time it finally comes out, everybody's just going to be underwhelmed and disappointed. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, how could it possibly live up to 10 years worth of hype? <laughs> yeah. Worth of looking forward. But Jessica will probably like it because she said she would have played through the original if it wasn't so rough looking. She mm-hmm. couldn't get past the like. The ancient PS1 graphics. Yes. Yes. That was so hard. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. I'll be curious to see how well it's received. Mm-hmm. And I, I will definitely play it. I don't know what I'll think. I'll, I'll play it and then I'll I'll let y'all know what I think about it <laughs> at the mid-year. All right. Yeah. I always got lost in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> Going around in circles talking to the same people. I'm like, how do I get out of this forest? And I was like, oh, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think one of the the things that one of the worst things that happened to me when I was playing it is there's this one long scene that you play through um, 
where you you go back in time and you're finding out Sephiroth's story and uh-huh. how Cloud is connected connected to him. It takes like two hours to play through this scene, and there's very little that happens. You just walk around and and read you know read what people are saying. Yeah. And I think that I got through that, and then I like died, and I hadn't <laughs> saved. And I was like, like oh, no. I'm gonna go through that whole thing. Again. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so I, hopefully, they don't have any moments like that. I'm sure that they've they've corrected yes. that at this point. <laughs> Surely, huh? yeah. But if I was to dig out my old Game Boy game, I'd probably still be stuck in a forest somewhere. Yeah. Usually, what happens to me in Final Fantasy games? You're just always stuck in a forest. I get stuck in a forest. Like the, the minute you I get in a forest, then it's I'm like, like that's oh, it. dang, I'm not going to be able to get out of this forest. Because <laughs> <laughs> I funny. never do. <laughs> Lots coming out in 2020. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, a lot to look forward to, a lot of mm-hmm. good things. And uh, there's no way we could cover it. Not to mention it's 2020. Yeah, it's 2020. What about the 50th anniversary? That's something. That of the Decatur Public Library? Something. Yeah. <laughs> Holy <Something>. cow. <laughs> That's just an amazing thing that yep. we're all looking forward to. Yep. What about this beanstack thing that Don keeps talking about? I don't know. <laughs> what is that about, Don? Go to Google Play or iTunes and download the Beanstack app. So and then find us. You can, yes, it will ask you to Great. find your library, and that is Decatur Public Library, and download um, download the app and start reading. It'll track your reading. And, Yay. Uh, and we have a winter challenge this year. We do have a winter reading challenge uh, that's, uh, sorry, December 20th through February 28th, and um, there's an, a challenge within the challenge. So okay. from January 1st through January 31st, all of our reading minutes will be calculated through their company, Beanstack Company, and uh, we may win things. Cool. So everybody who reads will get prizes from us, mm-hmm. but then the library could win prizes mm-hmm. also. And so our, our patrons can contribute to this by reading? Every more. single patron can actually, every adult should do this every teen child everybody babies moms can register babies for great and yeah awesome cool cool and if you read to a child you both get to count your minutes from what i understand so yeah double double minutes yep right on yeah it's awesome we're excited about it you can ask our friendly staff to find Mm -hmm. out more if you need any help Mm -hmm. absolutely We've intrigued you with any titles. Remember to log those minutes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And of course, they don't have to be books from this library. Anything that you, no. that's right. you read can contribute. We get we get asked that a lot during our summer reading uh-huh. programs. Mm-hmm. Do they have to be from the library? No. Mm-mm. Reading. We just want you reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'd love for you to come and check out our books, but it's not a requirement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you listen to an audio book, that counts as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So... And there's actually a timer in the Beanstack app that will time when you start reading, and then you click a button, and when you're you're done reading, and it and uploads it pl- all that. Plugs it in. You don't have to track it yourself. Nope. You just use the app and do it all. Oh. Yes, that's pretty rad. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. What a so, nice resource for us. Yes, and so students reading textbooks, 
Oh my goodness, really? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You're reading. Wow. <laughs> so. All right. Thanks cool. to Decatur Library Foundation mm-hmm. for supporting that. For yes. Us. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yes. It's going to be fun. All right. Well, this has been the Long Overdue Podcast, and we will see you in 2020. Happy reading and happy listening. <laughs>